coming quick and I can't even refrain. Let me explain. Hoes on the brain. She's on the dick. I'm coming quick and I can't even refrain. Let me explain. Hoes on the brain. She's on the dick. I'm coming quick and I can't even refrain. All right, all right, another episode of Fantasy Fantasy Football Podcast, whatever the hell it is, the show is. Uh, what it do, Nappy Nap? Bring on the sound. Let's get it. Um, another come episode. on down. Yeah, come on down. Uh, we are here in the studio. I look a little dark, but that's okay. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what's been happening, DW4. Uh, we have some trades happen already. We'll follow up on some last-minute stories that we kicked off last episode. And uh, we are do not have Kyle with us today. He is on his honeymoon from his wedding. Congratulations, Kyle. Down in Miami. And uh, I heard he's going to go to a strip club. Kayla texted me. She, she asked me about where, where the strip clubs are. And I'm like, I don't know. So I went on Yelp. Uh, there's a Tootsie's Cabaret. If you've ever been to Tootsie's, free shout-out to Tootsie's. Uh... That sound yeah, it sounded uh, give us some free pub right there. Yeah, Tootsie's that dangerous. That sound expensive out there, huh? Yeah, uh, I saw they serve chicken tenders. So that's all you need to know. Wow. Have you ever had that buffet food at um, like a, sh- a strip club place or something? Oh yeah, man. Uh, on a Friday, um, way back, it's my Texas moisture days, man. Like 2013, 14. Yeah, Friday, man. They have a nice little like spread for what, maybe 12, 13 bucks. It was like Golden Corral, maybe a step down from Golden Corral. We went to a strip club the for Cervanka's bachelor party, and I hope my wife's not. Oh, yeah, hers. Hope she's not watching because I don't that think corpus she, life, right? Yeah, she doesn't know. And we were all pleasantly surprised about the uh, the talent and the the venue there. It was very nice. And at the, the end, roster, it, huh? Yeah, it was. It, roster. But we were like, well, what kind of strip club are you going to find in Corpus Christi? But it was actually a, a very nice one. It's clean, as clean as it could be. Um, saw some wild shit there. And I remember they brought out the the buffet like when they closed down, like when it's like you know, almost two in the morning. They bring out like a breakfast buffet, and like Ooh, what? Damn. Yeah, and CJ went at it, and he got like some eggs and sausage. He thought it was great. Serbanka uh, was chasing around some big Latina ladies. That was hilarious. And then, <laughs> yeah, Kyle did not seem like he enjoyed himself. He he felt very he he just seemed nervous. He didn't like let loose and just enjoy and just go with the flow so i'm surprised that they're going to go to a strip club now i'm going to hey, expect man. a full report many years later many years later that's why you know we all grow age like fine wine yeah well i think it's his, his wife just wants to get crazy and do something cool with them and stuff I hey think that's we'll, badass like that's a pretty cool couples thing I've, I've actually seen you know couples out there when shit before i saw like they're having a good time i mean why not you know yeah get um, double the ones right there you know shit yeah, there was there was this one couple i remember at the corpus christi they were like an older couple and the woman was getting like lap dances from the strippers and she was loving it she was like rubbing their ass and stuff it was it's kind of kind of weird looking <laughs> kind of wild uh, anyway so we'll start i want to be a swinger but i want to be a swinger yeah yeah, yeah i don't know yeah, man, it, 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 it was a good segue into um another type of sexual uh preference or um i guess would you say well, what is that word uh, not taboo uh, fetish i guess you fetish. say oh dw4 just that just put- you just want to be you know, just want to get one of them dirty massages, man. What is this, the update? I got this very game? cool um, Yeti cooler from Kyle for a groomsman gift. Has my name right there, D Gap, baby. 
Nice. Very yes, sir. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, DW4 update. Um, this isn't so much maybe about litigation stuff because I haven't heard anything new come out about that. But I heard the word is, and he's mentioned this before, wants to go to Denver. Denver is the spot where he would like to go. Oh, yeah. So apparently Kareem, huh? Apparently Kareem had, was on someone's podcast and said that. Aqib Talibs. Uh, Tata? Hey, what's up? Yeah, so apparently he wants to go to Denver. He's mentioned this before as a possible like place to go to. And what's another thing? Um, I tell you what, I mean, looking at Denver, what they've got, I understand why that's a destination. Uh, you got Jerry Judy, second year, you know, part of that phenomenal Alabama rookie wide receiver class last year. Uh, and then Cortland Sutton, apparently, what, he missed all but one game towards ACL? That's right. Uh, I had early him. Early on in the season? I think I had him last year. Oh, no. Was that your keeper or what? I think so. So, I mean, it's it's uh, Noah Fant, who, who's got the athleticism, but nowhere near what Kyle Pitts was, who was drafted this year out of Florida to Atlanta. But uh, Noah Fant's, I mean, still, oh, something's playing in my ear, but looks like a hybrid uh, hybrid tight end that should be a playmaker. I can see why he wants to go. Melvin Gordon at, uh, in the running back room. Uh, I think they also drafted a rookie running back. So, I mean, what do you think? Is it possible? Do they have the assets? Would John Elway do it? Uh, we got to think. His ego runs that team. You would say, huh? He does. But I, like, I would, he, I would didn't say. he take a, a diminished role? Like he's still like a personnel guy, but he was like VP of operations or something. Like, I, I think. Oh yeah, took a step back. Yeah, yeah. yeah Politically it, did, but you know, I bet he still got his hands up in that shit. It's crazy like, that John Elway like runs that. Yeah. Um, I mean, gave him gave him a couple Super Bowls, man. So I see why. I guess you know. Shit. I think, um, yeah, and the, the Broncos just also just got Teddy Bridgewater, and we've said before on, on the show, like, he's obviously not, like, going to be the guy. He's just, like, you know, they're trying to increase competition. So if they could get Deshaun Watson, it's obvious, like, that's that would be the starter. And uh, mm-hmm. Bridgewater and, would go back, to, back up or something. Hey, we'll touch back on it when we hit up on the Texans, because obviously there, there's some implications that happened. Um, he ain't going to be getting fined anytime soon, because, you know, as we'll say later, Texans canceled minicamp, joined a couple other teams. Uh, cancel mini camp for the rest of the you know until training camp starts. Yeah, so. I honestly I haven't heard this, so uh, enlighten me. What's what's going on? We're canceling mini. Yeah, man. Already? So I, apparently it started with Indianapolis and Philly, and they're just kind of carrying overall momentum from last year. You know, um, figured that they could uh, be successful with virtual meetings and things like that, not having to meet, not having to be as physical in uh, June, July. So I guess this year they rolling the dice with it again. Uh, you know, carrying over. Um, basically they cancel mini camp, so a lot of them aren't going to report until what the end of june now really um like i said it started with indian philly looks like the Texans canceled it um cowboys canceled the last day of their ota or mini camp to have a team bonding activity um but as far as texans sports illustrated went ahead and said like yo this means that deshaun's can't get paid or can't get fined for missing workouts because they're canceled you know what i'm saying so i don't know if they're trying to rub his belly in his feet see if there's one last chance he'll come back i think so like, I, think I love it. I like it. I like it, bro. Effort. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not like they're the only ones doing it, right? So. And, like, what what is a minicamp really? It's, like, it's shorts and helmet running through, like, seven-on-seven seven stuff. It's not really padded or anything like that. So it's nothing yeah, super Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, um, it's good for, like, rookies. A new regime, though, straight up. You got to have everyone there. True. A new regime. So when everyone's buying in, I mean, we already know what's going on, though. So, shit. He's just, uh, I guess, standing his ground. You know, you jump around the league like we mentioned it last cast. Uh, Rodgers, he didn't show up um, Tuesday. The Packers started minicamp. Kind of like what Favre did, though, beforehand. So, hey, it's and good. Sometimes Get that does... rookie quarterback from yeah, last year. Yeah, sometimes know? things are voluntary. Reps. I think with Rodgers, it's, you know, the franchise quarterback is always at the voluntary stuff. So when they don't show, it's like they're pissed. 
But yeah, first time he ain't showed up in however many years he's been in the league since 07. First he time he didn't show up to a team like activity. Hawaii or something, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, the ones that could, he could start getting fined for, like the voluntary ones, were, uh, or is it involuntary, right? When you're forced to go? Yeah, involuntary. Those started yesterday, mandatory, Tuesday, or two days ago. Yeah, mandatory. Those started two days ago. So he missed a five hundred thousand dollar, which is pretty good, half a million workout bonus. He already missed that. Who? I mean, uh, Rogers. Yeah, yeah, for missing Tuesday. Okay. So uh, that oh, was he's... like a little bonus that all he had to do was show up and he would have got. But so he missed that five hundred k. You've been in the league as long like, as he is. You don't, you know, he's he's sad. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He good. Yeah, he good. He got divergent over there making money. Deshaun's over here acting like he's like a twenty-year vet, like he's got all the money in the world. He's like lost sponsorships. I don't know how he's spending his money, but yeah, I mean, motherfucker opened a Philly cheesesteak restaurant, so I guess he that's did? going to call. Yeah, called Lefties. It's called Lefties. I think it, it's a Philadelphia inspired. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I guess you should go there. Yeah, um, we should go then. Just put lotion on the, all the handles and shit, and just you know, baby oil or coconut oil. So, is there any other canceled mini camps, or is there anything else to say about that, or they're just like canceling and they're just trying to? Is it more of um keeping people fresh, or is it more like, hey, well, we got yeah, through COVID, sure. we got through COVID fine, and you know we saw the season, so these things aren't that important. They're just like cutting the fluff. Yeah, I, I believe that's that's the case right there. Like uh, a couple teams are gonna ride that excuse, that COVID excuse, more than others, right? San Fran, they got fucking decimated last year with injuries. Um, so they're looking even for, like, you know, D4 was their stud edge rusher. He's coming back from a back injury. But uh, I think in the last week, they lost two backups from injury. So Shanahan was like, fuck it, we're done. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I wish Kyle was here to pull this up. And I think last time I tried to pull something up, with all, it crashed the stream, so I'm not going to bother. But I, don't know, no. I, I think, like, I mean, even though minicamps are not padded and they're not that physical, you hear all the time like dudes tearing an ACL just like in drills. I mean, it's weird how many mm-hmm, injuries mm-hmm. can still happen in minicamp. So I, I get that. I'm just like, let's just try to go in as, as much as we can. Training camp is what's really important. Minicamp, again, it's for the rookies. It's for people, new regimes, maybe to get acquainted with each other. Yeah, the but, guy to install some of their shits, you know, so. Yeah, but we are, so, I mean, we'll touch on this later. Uh, but minicamp for the Texans, it's like, we already know the Texans aren't going to have a winning season. Very unlikely. So... It's, it is a new regime, but it's like you're already gonna you're already fighting a lot of shit uphill anyway. So mini camps the last thing if you're worried. I think if you're the Texans right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, like you know, like we already mentioned, like this had nothing to do about installing and all that. Oh shit! I don't know. And and rookies and all that, man. It's I think this in this case it's about hey, they're, yeah, they're trying to rub Deshaun Watson, trying to get him to come back. You know, like you yeah. just witnessed a drug deal right there. <laughs> what was that well yeah no she needed the keys <laughs> but uh, yeah um, and one thing i will mention um and then we'll move on from these you know uh, their first three four weeks in the schedule it, it ain't as bad as it was last year remember they had death row um baltimore kc and then i think pittsburgh in the first three uh four, four weeks of the season uh, next year they got the jags they got the browns they got the panthers they got the bills I mean, you can walk out of that two and two. Panthers and Jags don't scare me. You better win against Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer week one. Um, the Browns, you know, Mayfair is hot now. Odell's back. You know, him and Jarvis, one of the best duo receivers out there. Is it JD we'll see, man. and the Browns? That's, that's where you went, right? JD oh, Clowney. yeah. And then we got Clowney. Yes, sir. Yeah, it looks like that's at Cleveland. So, unfortunately, Ooh. Clowney won't be here. But, hey, man, we'll see. We'll see. You know, let's talk about our boy right here, man, Julio, man. Good for Julio. Uh, I didn't even really want to mention him. But I want to touch on someone that's going to get a big impact on him. What do you think, first off, on the trade? Second round, fourth round. Have you heard that? Is that uh, similar right there? A second rounder for a stud receiver? God damn. 
What a bargain buy. I think, yeah, I think I saw Sean Pendergast, our you know, friend from 610 Radio. Uh, he was making, on his Twitter, he was talking about, like, his D-Hop, uh, we got let go for a second round. The difference was, I think this second round picks, like, the top of the second round. We had the, the bottom of the second round. And so that's D-Hop, bullshit, so we got even more fucked. We got more fucked. Damn. And, like, D-Hop, I think, you know, better talent than Julio, you could say. By far. Yeah. At his stage in the career as well. Yes, sir. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I like the difference, like you could say, Can't like, even yeah. Compare him. Yeah. So some people were saying like, oh, well, does this make um, the trade with D-Hop like bad? Because, you know, Julio Jones went for a second round. Well, it's like, what's well, different? Julio Jones is not the same athlete. And he got a better pick than D-Hop. D-Hop should have gotten like, you know, top uh, pick of a second round. Most likely like, you know, late first or something even yeah man um, like just the first anyway the fact yeah Ugh, man yeah. but the fact I'm was like pissed on with it <laughs> maybe i didn't have my ear to the ground of the falcons too much uh i the whole thing happened so fast to me you know last episode we talked like two weeks ago we talked about um the whole fiasco fucking around thinking where he would go and shit yeah well yeah. no it was just like the fact that you heard like you know i didn't even know he was that disgruntled with being in atlanta uh, you hear about the shannon sharp thing where he calls him on air and he's like i'm out of here so I wasn't following the Falcons or that whole drama. So I don't know when that started, why he figured he wanted out. They went to the Super Bowl not that long ago. So it's not like he's working with like a shit roster. Yeah, but yeah, they, for did, sure. they did clean house in terms of like the GM, the coach. Um, once like the Super Bowl woes kept following them, I think that the next two seasons, they just were not performing. Haunting. Haunting. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. nosedived so hard. So maybe it was that. Um, I, you know, is it, do you think it's like a slight at Matt Ryan or was it slight at more of the organization and the roster in general? Because Matt Ryan's still a good quarterback, so it's not like he had yeah, a I, shit quarterback either. I'd, I'd say it was um, he didn't want to be a part of another rebuild. I mean, it's probably oversimplifying it, but that's it. He just, like you said, clean house, new GM, new head coach, which ironically is the Tennessee's OC, Arthur Smith. Um, the owner's name is Arthur Blank, not to confuse him with Count Chocolates, you know, crazy ass, but Arthur Smith's going from Tennessee over there at ATL. He just didn't want to be Julio, that is, did not want to be a part of a, another rebuild, man. And right? he, I think he said he's our age, which is 32, right? So that's not mm-hmm. young for a wide receiver in the NFL. Like, I mean, once you hit... But of his elite status, I mean, you roll the die with him, for sure. You roll the dice with him. For sure. Ass. And like, again, his, his, yeah, yeah. He, he's not a super speedster. He's more of a physical receiver um, so I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you you know i came up with the jingles like you know uh, we all know henry derrick henry's the king um i think Tannehill is like the underrated like guy here that's guiding the ship like, he's the silent killer and the julio is julio the key is he the key and i think it's gonna depend on Tannehill, man um 55 touchdowns 13 interceptions last two years for the titans as a starter hey man i think he's heading the right direction the only stat i would care about not even the 55 tds the low turnover rate. Hey, I mean, if he keeping the ball, handing off, dumping when he can, God bless. And he's not even dump offing. He's, you know, unloading, cocking it, and none of them bitches, 80, 60. I mean, when you have Derrick Henry and, like, the box starts, like, getting compact, like, that's what the benefit you get there. So I think, you know, they're... Um... And I saw that too, bro. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was like, how are you going to defend this team now, right? I mean, we need to find out quick because we've seen these motherfuckers twice a year, uh, speaking as a Texan. Like, what are we going to do? You put eight in the box for Henry, right? Now you only had three. I mean, how are you dividing that between A.J. Brown, Julio Jones? Um, I know they don't have Jonu Smith there anymore. Um, but, I mean, you got to remember Ryan Tannehill, 40-yard dash, previous receiver at A&M, converted to quarterback. Bro, By he's the got way, the wheels like, too. Yeah, that's still like, got the blows my mind. Too. Uh, Tannehill was a receiver at AM yeah. and did quarterback for like a, a year, maybe a year and a half, 
Like, yeah, he converted. He must have played it in high school, or he was a dual athlete in high school. But yeah, yeah man, because the IQ's like, there, you know, biomedical student. Like, dude, he's the brain's there, bro. So, and then he just went like he went like a uh, first round. Like, I was just like, kids barely number eight overall, yes sir, back in college, and he's just gonna yeah. go first round. Like, and people he, loved him, and he did look like a bust too out in Miami. Uh, we we blame Adam Gase for that though. I mean, that's that's where people can't um, detach Ryan Tannehill from from those disastrous years in Miami, which. They weren't even disastrous. I would call them O'Brien-ish. You know, there were a couple of years he threw for 4,000 yards, uh, but they still went 8-8. Eight and eight, You know what I mean? So if you're a Miami fan, you definitely have a sour taste of Tannehill in, there, in your mouth. But, uh, I mean, hey, sometimes that's all it takes. Flip the script. New, change change the, scenery. the scenery. Yeah, right, right, right. Yes, sir. And then uh, so. I, I just think they're, you know, it's when you have a running back like they do, you don't really need uh, a great, quarterback um mm -hmm. i think texans matt schaub they had andre johnson like you have standout players in certain key and positions Schaub was killing it yeah yeah exactly, yeah that, they were talking you Super alleviate Bowl. the yeah. pressure and just let the qb you know simulate when he was thing right yeah then when arian foster was like at the height of his career was schaub around with arian foster yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah schaub had him a couple years for sure because yeah. they, they had we had the trifecta for a year i think mm -hmm. schaub johnson arian foster really schaub the was side. the one who kind of blew that up he just had a, you know had that pick six uh seahawks oh, and just what? never recovered ever ever man that was 2013 man i went to, to that game with my co-workers we were just talking all this shit old people sitting where we were seahawks fans and sure enough um but yeah i mean so it's cool and, and then i think last uh, it's not that notable notable but he is going to be wearing a new number wearing number two um hey i like it i like it that's it, a cool story how uh aj brown he rejected aj brown's offer to give him 11 yeah, and he was just going to do it for free, right? There, was, there weren't, like, money involved. Yeah, yeah, because apparently, yeah, this is idle and shit. And there was a game or two last year where A.J. Brown would warm up in Julio's jersey, like, as a sign of respect. You know, I think oh, that's wow. almost too homo, but that's pretty yeah, tough. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. It's yeah, funny, I mean, though. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's like swapping jock straps at the end of the game, you know, because everyone's straight in jerseys now, which is cool. So, I mean, but, so I think, last question on this. Uh, what does this do to the Titans overall? Like, does this bump them up to – from playoff team to Super Bowl contender, like what is the addition of Julio Jones? What are people saying? What do you think about this? Man, I, I mean, it makes him harder it, to play in the AFC South. Like, but overall, I'd say the window is 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 this is the last year the window of of the success we're seeing. You just can't keep a team with this much talent around, whether it's salary cap wise or flip the hat injury. Like, if it happens, it's going to be this year. I say to get to the AFC Championship game. Um, then it, from there it depends who they play. Where did they get saying? last if year? They, Do we know? Uh, I think I think they got knocked out the first round. Um, the year before that though, they went to the AFC. I That's right. They almost went to the AFC Championship. They knocked off the Ravens, the Pats. Yeah, but uh, you know I, I think they'll go to the AFC title game with this roster. But they're gonna meet the Chiefs, and you already know what's gonna happen there. You know what I'm saying? No spoiler alert needed. Uh, so. Yeah, because yeah, if the game gets away from them, I don't think they can go in a shooting match. Uh, and really, it's not going to be a, a fault of Julio or Tannehill. It's going to be a fault of that defense. That defense is fucking horrendous, man. I think like 29th, 28th overall scoring and uh, what whatever safeties? else. You... What's the secondary for Tennessee looking like? Um, man, that's, that's a great question. I actually, yeah, yeah, we got to pull that one up. I, I tell you the. I would say running the ball and then um, having a good defense is cliche, right? That's what O'Brien been trying to do. But the Titans so that much on the turn that like they've been getting away with the poor defense, man. Much like Casey did the year they won the Super Bowl, um, defense just shows up at opportune times. Does not have to sustain like the Ravens all year, Pittsburgh of the back in the day. You know, fuck the stats, just play hot in November, December. 
roll that momentum in. But yeah, uh, old Tannehill, man. Yeah, I'm what you got? At, uh, I'm just looking at the Tennessee uh, depth chart real quick. I wanted to see. Yes, sir. Okay, so. Um, yeah, I know they signed a good corner. So they, they I don't even know these Brown. safeties. Maybe I'm dumb. Uh, free safety Kevin uh, Biard. Uh, um, I don't know how to say his last name. Banyard, Banyard. He's yeah, he's a B-Y-A-R-D. veteran. He's a veteran on the team. Yeah, yeah, Hooker, he's a veteran on the team. A strong safety. Um, Malik Hooker. Amani Hooker. Oh no, nah, I don't know that. Sounds like a good stage name though. If you were a Caleb dancer, Farley for right cornerback. Uh, oh, Janoris Jenkins, left quarterback. There we go. Uh, there we go, Janoris. Yeah. Played a lot of DB in the Giants back in the day. Okay. So, I mean, like I said, it's uh, it's going to it's gonna be on that offense, bro. Hey, yeah. another Titan, though. Jonathan Joseph, props to him, retired. He was a Titan? Uh, yeah, he finished his career, I think, the last season or two as a Titan. I had no idea, man. man I'm four stoked. games as a Cardinal last year. Yeah, he suited up as a Cardinal for four games. I, I Yeah, I, I stopped following once he left. I, th- I thought um... – yeah, I honestly didn't know he, he bounced around a little bit. So hey, he man, is 2006 first rounder, two Pro Bowls. You know he didn't light up, I guess, the Pro Bowl voting. I mean, I, I even looked up when I looked up his uh you know achievements earlier. It said All Pro nominee, so not an All Pro, but I guess a nominee. He made the ballot, you know. <laughs> but hey, he was good for the Texans, man. He was great games. for the Texans. Yeah, he started came 40 over. games for three different teams. I mean, nine came. starts as a rookie, so he was thrown in the fire and, quick. And that, that's a Rick Smith uh, move right there uh, with Rick Daniel Smith, uh, Wade Phillips. Yep, 2011 came over to Houston on a five-year, 50 mil, five-year. You know, I don't know. Yeah, 48 that mil was, dollar contract. I think 12 mil for a corner ain't bad. It was a lot of money back I then. Think I think that's say. still probably looked at like the best free agent signing for the Texans, Daniel Manning and Jonathan Joseph. Turned around the defense. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, totally. Manning, Manning, Manning was even turned, Manning was even uh, returning punts for a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, no, they did. I got a little they, horny right there. No, yeah. they did great. Uh, Manning, you know, uh, being safety, more physically demanding. Uh, he Kubiak, he, man. Bringing oh. Wade Phillips. Like that turned around the franchise, man. That, I mean, we like, had made this, us a contender, right? Our secondary was terrible for years. We had never been good at it, and like those two guys really changed it around, and J. Joe really became a staple in that. And even with the new regimes, he survived. Um, was a big part of just the, even the O'Brien years when he was here. Yeah. So he was stability straight up. Missed only eleven games in nine years. Uh, I mean, or the last it, nine years missed eleven games. And especially nice. like, so what age was uh, J. Joe? Thirty-seven, I think. Yeah, so like he, he played cornerback for a long time too. At an older age, you usually get moved to safety or something. Uh, so it's the like probably See that the most, with Kareem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Kareem. The, it's the most athletic position like on the field in the NFL, and to like be doing that, it's like Antoine Winfield almost. You know that guy played. I love it. Uh, so late into his career, and I think his kid now plays in the NFL. Um, I love it. Anyway, yeah, J. Joe did so much for the Texans, and he has now announced his retirement. So. Um, hats off to J. Joe. That's all I can say. I don't have much more to say about that. God bless. Um, you put up a topic here. Uh, I think. Fan- Do we have anything else on Jonathan Joseph? Nah, fuck Jonathan Joseph, man. <laughs> Titan. He ended his career as a Titan. He went to the enemy. It, it's funny how many uh, Texans go to like the Titans after a while. Yeah. Well, you know, Beach. like like you were saying with Tebow, your argument with Tebow. People know people, and they give. People they know an opportunity first. I'm sure that's what Vrabel did. Like, come on over, bro. You know. So this is a question you have a lot, especially these years uh, in fantasy football. This is a fantasy fantasy show after all. Tight end or wide receiver, and I think you wanted to maybe look at uh, just the the June thought. We're in June. We're still yeah. away. I think drafts will start like late August, and 
it's usually when once you take a running back like seems like the hot pick now, uh, like Christian McCaffrey, you know, round one or some kind of thing. But if like the big names, the big you know, oh, big hitters are are not there, I'll keep talking. Um, yeah. Big hitters aren't there. Like I usually think of like tight end, wide receiver. Which one are you going to go? I typically will look at a tight end before I look at wide receiver, just because they get red zone targets. You have a lot of good tight ends like Travis Kelsey. I've managed to have him the past couple years, and you know you have Travis Kelsey. It's like an guaranteed 25 30 points automatic game. points baby yeah automatic yeah. points i think you know that's what really got me to the championship game and won it i ran two tight end sets um so uh, yeah yeah so what's your thought we have the draft happen we had some trades going down are you thinking tight end or wide receiver first yeah so you know june man we got to start talking about it eventually right it's coming around the corner i'd, I'd say uh the, the consensus is going to be wide receiver a lot of people just need that that uh comfort zone of knowing they got a wr1 they can plug and plug away and go but um as a lot of people will know you especially i'd rather play musical chairs at the receiver position because there's so much more to pick from tied in it's like you know there's so many bitches with a fat ass you know the love to suck dick that are beautiful you know so you better go get that shit now you know quit trying to find uh the entire package or, or digging right. hands in the, in the, the typical barbie factory cookie cutter type <laughs> bullshit huh the 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 um the wide receivers are way deeper than tight end but there are like those few tight ends that if they're there you got to grab them yeah yeah because the the fall off is just goddamn horrendous man after the the trinity you know what i'm saying your your boy kelsey uh chiefs uh kittle niners and then who who's even after them i i say darren waller right uh raiders that's, Mark Andrews. Uh, so Baltimore. last year I did Darren and Waller and Travis Kelsey. Those two really kind of pushed me through the playoffs. Most. most oh yeah, they were scoring pretty much for three players, just those two, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, you know, my, my bro and I were talking, and we're like, okay, well, if you wait, that means what are you going first? First rounder, I'm going running back. Second rounder, you reach. That's what we're saying here. That's why we brought it up. I think you reach for the tight end. Well, you know, get your receiver later because. More times than not, at least in my history, I, I guess I've been picking the wrong receiver early in the rounds, and I end up starting fucking either free agents, waiver wires, or I trade for someone midseason anyway. So why not just get ahead of the curve and just start doing that? I think I did exactly that. Like, I mean, for those good players, especially New York. No, like last year I did that. Yeah. I, I reached for oh, Kelsey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, my second sure. pick. Um, and mm -hmm. I had probably an early second-round pick. And then, you know, you even have to think about the um, rookies coming in, like T. Higgins, right? Um T. Higgins? No, no, second year. These sophomores, man. These sophomores coming in. H Higgins is a sophomore. Uh, okay, second year. Second year coming in. Yeah, man. Like, we, we, basically, yeah, the roadmap, you go running back, tight end. You might get another running back. You know, um, it's, it's crazy because these receivers you can still get and, you know, potentially start as your wide receiver one slash two comfortably. Oh, you know, well, um, you better gonna, get it right. I was going to throw out – sorry. Is it Jamar Chase, uh, LSU wide receiver? Who That's what you're talking about. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so he, yep. got, he gets reunited with his quarterback, and they already have a rapport. So it's like you think about these kind of things, too, with, uh, with wide receiver. Like, it goes pretty deep. Chemistry. But yeah. Yeah. You already, there's automatic chemistry. There's reports coming out already. Like, they don't they don't even need to they, – they just kind of picked up where they were, like, in college. So yeah, there's just tiny little too. variables. I yeah. I mean, you, you don't know. You haven't seen it. But, like, would you take a flyer? Like, I mean, if you're looking at Jamar Chase, what round are you thinking? Does that increase his value, Chase. I guess, to you? I would almost have him in the, you know, especially our league keeper start seventh round. I probably, he wouldn't, wouldn't be one of my first keepers because right. I usually try to, you know, maybe it's a running back or something, but I, I, I wouldn't see why not take making, 
making an expectation that he's a wide receiver three or flex by week five, six, once he's got acclimated to the game. You know what I mean? And then, hey, you already know one injury away, and bam, he's a wide receiver two, wide receiver one. You know, so yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would take him a shit. I, I would use a, a a tenth round value type pick to get him to be my wide receiver three. And then With going the back to of just two. like uh, of Julio Jones, I think people might make this mistake. That's a big name. You've seen him do well, but he's now in a Titans offense that loves to run the ball. His quarterback isn't like a gunslinger. He can push it down the field when he needs to. But I think some I think that's the the risky thing you do when you see a big name traded to a team. You automatically assume it's going to be the same production. He's not like the number one guy that he was in Atlanta. He's not going to be that in, in Tennessee. He's definitely going to be a target, mm-hmm. but you know, and he, he's not like some Andre Johnson with the Tennessee Titans at the tail end of. His I would career. say you. Ju- I would say you're just hoping um their offense is consistent because you already know if if Derrick Henry's rolling, um maybe in old in the day you would say we'll keep running the rock. Their running's good. Why stop? Nowadays it's like oh the running's hot. The running's hot. Play action, bam. So as long as Derrick Henry's consistent, which he has been, probably the best fucking back. I think underappreciated the last couple of years. That's the funny. will ride that hoe. That's the funny, dangerous thing that you could probably make up any story you want in your mind. Like, oh, they got a good running game. They're just a few play actions, and it's a touchdown. I only need a, t- a couple touchdowns from Julio. I don't necessarily need him to light up the board. But you really have no idea going into the season because it's brand new yeah. team, brand yeah, new Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, t- to see Julio be TD dependent this year um, – would would be a good guess i would say as far as uh not gonna get a hundred uh, not gonna get a thousand yards right because you say he's not even the number one guy um there are other playmakers on there but uh hey man i would hope he still gets eight touchdowns so like I, I said i think this team's gonna be potent um going to the afc championship game i think they're gonna score a lot of points so if he can get eight touchdowns man right now they they're saying he's going fourth round number one pick on the fourth round so to say julio's falling to the third or fourth round when he used to be what back end 11 12th overall that's a fucking wild thing. But like you say, you can't fall into that brand name, man. It's time to turn the page on one of the greats. So I pulled up a website here, fantasyfootballcalculator.com. I don't know the credibility, but I, I like, you know, I'm looking at the rankings Let's they have with, yeah. wide receiver. Uh, so who, yeah, do you think, who do you think the top wide receiver is going to be or guess? Drafted first receiver? Oh, shoot, man. Or just value. Ah, damn. Yeah. Who you oh, would? man. I, that's tough. I, I like, uh, damn, I like Devontae Adams. But Rodgers is unknown. I like Tyreek Hill. There you yeah. go. Tyreek Hill is listed Tyreek number, number one. Tyreek Hill uh, number one. Tyreek Hill number one. Devontae Adams jump? number two. Oh, God. Go. Keep going. Give me the uh, top five. Stephon Diggs, number three. Oh. DK Metcalf, number four. DeAndre Hopkins, number five. That's awesome. God yeah, damn. I Calvin like Ridley, DK, DK Metcalf up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got. Where's Julio? Is Julio in the top 20? He better be in top. He better be 15. 13. There we go. He's 13. I'll uh, let you, boy. Uh, 10 is Keenan Allen. Mike Evans, 11. Keenan God Allen. God bless Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen would be a good pick because it's not like what people are thinking on the top of the head. They're top of the head, but we saw what Justin Herbert did uh, just last year. If we give it away secrets, Beans, I mean, fuck, we might as well give them away. But, yeah, you're right, man. I, I feel I like – let's. No, I was just saying, I think just uh, Keenan Allen's going to – not a sleeper, you know, like people know of him, but they're not thinking at the top. So that's someone you might be able to reach for a little bit. I'm not saying like the first round pick. Well, I guess so if you have like a 20 man league like we do. No, no, no. Agreed. You're saying the value that right now they're slotted as like maybe fourth, fifth round, but you reach them at the back end of the second, the third, top of the third. Yeah, I feel you. Like Stephon Diggs is what I had to do with that last year. And like they're, they're, uh, Michael Thomas is rated nine, and I would be nervous to take Michael I would, Thomas. I would, 
Oh, shit. I was going to say the opposite. I said I, I would reach for him if he was the ninth receiver coming off the board. We don't know who the quarterback is. I mean, is it, is it Crab Legs, Jameis, Famous, Winston? Oh, I don't. Fam- I can't. Jameis, Famous, Jameis. I feel uncomfortable putting my faith in him. Um, so I that, hey. that affects Michael Thomas's draft value. So I, I would be nervous of Michael Thomas. Like, I wouldn't hate it. I've had him before. He's a good player. He's going to find the ball. But also maybe open. that's why he is the ninth, right? That, so maybe he slotted appropriately. He's lost some he's lost some points due to the quarterback situation should it have been breeze he might be right there at five and six with uh deandre hopkins dk mecca you know like he's been appropriately the last couple years last year he got injured but i'll tell you this man look at those guys between 12 and uh 17 that five yeah i like that 12 overall 17 let's see that's kind of what you think about these next month or two read up on them you figure out who you're hot and horny for and that's a guy you're going to reach for in the draft or at least i plan to and use as my wide receiver one you feel right, me? So, like, I'll let the first 15 go off the board, and then I might start plucking, you know, like a flea market dog, Trader's Village, Highway right. 6, and where's that? North Eldridge. Because, like you said, the depth is there, so it's like you're, you're kind of concerned, like, okay, if the if the top, you know, four tight ends are taken, if the top four running backs are taken, I'm now thinking, let me just stack up on wide receiver, and wide receiver is always a position you can stack up on, make a trade later after the draft, see how people shake out. That's something I like to do. I love to do. Yes, sir. Love Um, to do it. Yeah. So I'll just go through real quick. The 12 through 17, uh, we have Terry McLaurin, Washington wide receiver. He's going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick thrown on the ball, who's not a um, useless quarterback. Springy gentleman. Yeah, he's shown he can throw the ball and find people. Um, You have Julio Jones, 13. Adam Thielen, number 14. Always a good pick. He's. I'm surprised he's that low. Uh, But you got Kirk Cousins, who isn't like the best gunslinger out there. Allen Robinson, 15. Chris Goodwin, 16. Amari Cooper, 17. And then... All those guys except yeah. for Amari Cooper. You could be my wide receiver one. Yeah. What uh, what, what you don't like about Amari days. Cooper? Just for what... You know, he's in Dallas uh, I guess now. some personal history, man. He hurt me while he was on the Raiders a few years back. Um, he actually had a renaissance season once he got traded over to the Cowboys. Um, but, you know, I think CD's the explosive guy there now. And it's funny, they have CD Lane 19. They have Mari Cooper at 17. Yeah, see, I'm almost comfortable with CD as a wide receiver one, but I don't want to be too uh, disrespectful. Now, here's one I like, and it's right, it's pretty low, 23. Cooper Cup. Yeah, see, Cooper Cup. I'll, I'd I like let Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup nut in my mouth. Yeah, I'd let him be my number one receiver. We talked about how Zach Wilson was the, the Ken doll. Um, shit, Cooper Cup, like... Well, you've, you've got a new quarterback in, Matt Stafford, who... Throws that ball deep as shit. He has like one of and, the best. And deep I'm balls. happy. Did we talk about Stafford? Man, I'm happy for Stafford. Man, let him get his last chance. Man, you know he can still ball it up. I so mean, if he doesn't, he's, he's in a, that Detroit just, sand pit. You know, Barry Sanders didn't come out alive. Calvin Johnson, Megatron didn't come out alive. Stafford got out of that bitch, and hey, he's gonna have a chance, man. Play somewhere else, and hopefully. I mean, LA even Rams if it, do it even if it doesn't go well, he's in a nice environment. He's in California, a new stadium. Mm-hmm. Hey, you mentioned LA. him and um, a couple guys. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, tight end or receiver first. Um, another consequence that will happen if you reach for a tight end is the QB. Are you going to take the QB late? Because if you take a tight end early and you still take a quarterback in your top seven picks, uh, top seven of your draft, um, that's tough, man, because you're not even building enough depth. You don't, you're sacrificing a wide receiver two or a running back two at that point. I'm always so, taking the quarterback late, always, unless it's so Patrick that, that, And that was that tier. Yes, sir. That was that tier I was trying to um, I, I was trying to figure out. It's tough, though, so I wanted to ask you. You got Dak, 
Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. You know, these aren't the studs, but this is the second tier, you know, the next tier. Love Dak returning off injury. Anytime a player comes back from a bad year, I always think Parabola, right? They're just going to shoot up the next year, I hope. You know, I don't know if it's true or not, but Kyler Murray, uh, Justin Herbert, you mentioned him earlier. I think Bernal's probably going to keep him. I got to look at Bernal's roster. He, you might. Yeah, I know so Justin Herbert is ranked seven on this site of uh, top mm. uh, picks. So I mean, that's higher than Aaron Rodgers at eight, and Tom Brady at nine. Mm, then you have uh, Pat Mahomes one, Josh Allen two, Kyler Murray three. Where are, are my sophomores? Where are my where, yeah? Who else? We're Burrow to a Jalen. Where are they at? Um, Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow. Uh, eleven. Matt oh, Stafford okay. is twelve. Not bad. Not bad. Deshaun Watson, 13. So that's funny. They think Deshaun Watson's 13, and this is for 2021. So that means they think he's going to play. I wouldn't. Oh. I would not take Deshaun Watson. So that's the thing. <laughs> that's actually a great point. Do you take Deshaun Watson in the draft? This happens all the time. A really good player is holding out for a trade, or they're suspended. I think some people in our, our uh, league have done it. You know, picked. Um, why am I forgetting? Running back from Steelers. Kareem Hunt was out eight weeks. Um, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell sat out all year. Yeah. Where's Le'Veon Bell now? He, did, he's not with the Jets now. He was on the Jets. He went to yeah, the Chiefs. He was on the Jets. He oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, I think yeah, that yeah, was even done. Where's Where's Le'Veon Bell? Nah. Oh, yeah. I don't know now. I don't think he's with the Chiefs anymore. He's on that waiver wire, huh? No, no. He's got to be with the team. No. What the hell? Oh, Le'Veon, man. Holding out that whole year did not do well for him. Yeah, he's in free agency. Ain't got nobody right now. Wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah he is free agency. I you think, approach uh, the free agency. It's funny. He, yeah, he really tried to sell that as it was still a good deal from him holding out, but financially, it, it, he didn't like get crippled. But it wasn't a. He did not win, quote unquote, the the holdout there. Um, hey, yeah, there is a funny tweet, and we'll, we'll go ahead and send it out. But yeah, Le'Veon, you know, just trying to be motivational, throw out some you know quotes out there to push him. He said, uh, "They should have paid me when I wanted. Oh, they should have paid me what I wanted when they had the chance." I guess trying to say, hey, they're going to make him pay now even more when he comes back. Man, this is why I can't get on that Twitter, man. I would love to talk shit on that. Somebody obviously did and replied, you know, I think you said that three years ago, man. You should have took that Steelers contract when you had the <laughs> chance, man. <laughs> so, like, real quick, I mean, I mean, I, just because I clicked on it, I'll just say the top few running backs just for – I know we're kind of going off the, the rails here because we're starting with tight end and wide receiver. Um, not surprising. Number one, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook too. Dalvin Cook, I had him too last year. I think between my two tight end sets and Dalvin Cook, that took me all the way to the Super Bowl. Derrick Henry uh, three, yep, yep. Alvin Kamara four, Saquon Barkley five, Nick Chubb six. Nick Chubb six? I didn't think Nick Chubb was ranked that high. Okay, that's oh. all. I'll stop yeah, it Chubb's there. up there. Hey, I like it. Yeah, and uh, just out of curiosity, where's Kareem? Chubb uh, at six. Where's Kareem? Kareem, Kareem, Aldujabar. <laughs> I bet he's still top fifteen. I bet he's fifteen. Uh, no, nah, man. Uh, where can I find him? Damn. All right. Well, Where's shit. I mean, Jean Vu did pretty well. Uh, had oh, a resurgence late, late in the season. Oh, twenty-two. Not bad. I mean, to have a top six and then a twenty-two. Still, Kareem Hunt still one of the best out of the thirty-two teams. So the the Browns got two backs there. You know, <laughs> shit that are better than at least ten other teams out there. I mean. You got Leonard Fournette at 29. I don't know about that. I don't think he saw much of the field in Tampa, but either way. Tell you All what, right. man. Uh, yeah, let's, 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 let's move let's it on. on. So, Kelly Casario. Ain't even much to say about these clowns, man. I, I take that back. They doing good. Kelly was hired to do exactly what he doing. 
and that is uh, just steer the ship during the rebuild. And our boy Casario's making what he can out of the roster, getting a lot of player one-year deals, see who's going to motivate themselves and watch, the, I guess, the cream rise to the crop. Um, I think we can win seven games this year straight up. We could be seven and ten, you know, whatever the new math is. We're playing 17 games now, right? Yeah, see, we, we, that's kind of weird. Yeah, we, we can be – I think we can be seven and ten, you know what I'm saying? You think we be seven – Vegas giving us four right now. I think Vegas is giving us like one or two. Oh, I, I thought we had four. I thought we were at four. We 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 had done this a couple episodes away. We we gave our prediction. I forgot what we said. I'll have to look back at it. But I think we had about four or five wins on on the on the board. But you, I think you yeah. posted. Someone posted something in the Discord, and it had the Texans winning one. And it was like against the Jets. Oh yeah, yeah. There we, that was a D. Yep, week twelve had us had us winning against the Jets. Which hey, thank you. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll take it. Give us. Yeah, I'll take that motherfucker. And and we and week twelve is our bye week. You can't lose on a bye week, bitch. Um, <laughs> but um, old Cully, man, uh, the more you hear him talk, he is basically he's your average senior citizen, man, just enjoying life. He's like a guy on the cruise that ship, I think, just like, hey, I'm here, I'm I'm the head coach. What's up? Uh, yeah, man, he, he does have the ties and the relationships. What, what you thinking, man? I don't know. I haven't really been uh, listening to. Anything I, I like that we saying. have strong coordinators. I think we said that last time. We you mentioned Lovey Smith last time. Lovey Smith, baby. Pep Hamilton, um, who was a former uh, American, what, the uh, Alliance football coach. You know, the one that folded. He was the head coach out there. You know, coach out in Stanford. Came back OC at the Colts. Uh, so he's got a good pedigree. QB whisper type shit. You know, helped Herbert to that fantastic rookie year last year. So hopefully he can groom a, a young David Spills. It's all relationships, right? You know, I guess the head coach at Stanford. I think it's Shaw, David Shaw, you know, whispered some good things about uh, our third round pick, D- Davis Mills, uh, to Pep Hamilton. So we'll see if that transfers over, man. But Casario, I-, I like it. I like it, man. I-, I like so far what he's doing. Yeah. Do you think, um, I think there was word like, or maybe we said it. Uh, do you think Casario is like in it for the long haul? Like he wants to be the Texans GM and, and try to rebuild this team? Or do you think he's going to try crazy, to man. get out of here like in a year or two? Because like the dysfunction. No, no, no. No, no. I think he knew what he signed up for, and I think that's the two parallel paths that uh, these guys are driving. You got uh, David Cully, who's like he he needs to win all these games. He's thinking about now, and then you got Casario, who's more thinking like long term. You can tell with how the roster moves they got. You know what I'm saying? Um, right, because like, they make like not a big splash of like let's try to ramp up the roster like this year. Like you said, he just kind of spread the money around. Let's get competition in through the door. Um, yeah, do you did. remember your like uh when did was your first day of football? Was it middle school or did you play before? Uh middle school. Seventh yeah, grade. Yeah, so so like how did they do it? They just lined you up and threw your jersey like how they did it at Arnold, they gave you either a white jersey or a maroon. So if you got thrown a maroon, it was like, All right, you're on eighteen. Like that they just oh, lined really? up all kids and there's probably like there's probably like over a hundred kids, man. And I feel like that's like the Texans. It's like just a, a tryout, like, all right, come on down, bitch. And <laughs> yeah, you, you too can get a, a fifty three, you know, roster spot, man. No, yeah, that, that's how it was. Like white, white. At Live by there was a bit of a more of a um, they judged us all, they all got us in line and stuff, and I think they already had an idea. They probably of, saw you the year before though, too, right? Like sixth grade year. Yeah, like no, well, it's, football starts in middle school. In middle school, at seventh grade. No, right? se- seventh grade. But like, if you went to the school sixth grade, you're in PE, and those coaches, those football coaches, are like, you know, whatever right. games you're playing in PE. They, in they sixth had a good grade, idea. Like, oh, I yeah, think speed, before. agility. Yeah. Oh, he can throw it. Yeah. You play some dumbass games back then, but yeah, yeah. it was like little combines, man. You think about it now, they're just that's actually when I met Kyle. Combine. Uh, they're like, oh, oh yeah, they're like, okay, go go in a position. They're like, if you want to be fullback, line, get lined in this position. 
uh, I knew Matt Harden from like art art class, and he so I just followed him. I was like, okay, you're my only friend out here, so I'm gonna go to fullback. Kyle was in fullback too, and uh, yeah, that's why I met him. Oh, shit. And uh, the rest is history. But yeah, it was um yeah Texans are kind of a f- fun to watch in that way. It's like what are they gonna do with the ragtag team they have and no Deshaun Watson and shit. So like that's like that's interesting mm-hmm. thing. It's not so much about like how many games are they gonna win. For me, it's like okay, how good can they be with the pieces they have? What what maybe like what players might come out stand out that we don't know about or haven't seen or a diamond in the rough or someone we picked up in free agency or a rookie that we drafted. We didn't draft that many people, but that, that's what I'm looking for as a Texans fan. Yeah. Got uh, to find something positive to look in, and that's exactly it, bro. Shit. And if I was, I ain't going to lie. We just, just skipped this bitch because I don't even know what – I forgot what I was trying to do with that. Um, did you did you put it down anywhere? Odds. Nah, fuck it. I, I think it was just uh, what you mentioned earlier uh, when D shared that uh, <laughs> they told us we'd win against the Jets. You know, I know for sure um, Vegas has – Texans underdog every single game this year. So, yeah, so CBS Sports mean. predicts a record of 1-16, and and that's against the Jets. So I think we'll do better than that. I don't think we'll – I think we'll get more than one. not saying five, but maybe two or three. Hey, that's what's up. All right, two to three. Shit, I'll be optimistic, man. I say we can get seven. I say we'll steal some. Of course seven. we're going to win the big games. I say we'll, of course we're going to win the big games on the years that do, it don't count. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this year we beat New England at New England. Or, you know, this year we fucking go on a win streak. Oh, and yeah. Like, like, when, we're we're already, we the when we're already like 0-9. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck, man. That would happen. But, hey, man, I, I uh, opened up some shit on what's happening. And I really dove into this rabbit hole. And it's... I wouldn't say an inappropriate argument, but it is a sensitive topic, man, about this uh, uh, cancel culture um, trying to please everyone politically correctly nowadays, man. And somebody attacked Marvel for it, man. I want to know what you think, man, is, is for their inclusion of, you know, all different flavors of the rainbow. What's going on? What's going on with Marvel? No, nah, it's just this. Uh, I read What's happening has, been, has become like a Marvel uh, section, so we'll just keep rolling with it. Yeah, uh, when yeah. you're bringing it up, so what you're trying to get at is what more women leads, yeah, so cosmic gay book, people, cosmicbook.news. Yeah, they just just everything across the board. How like um, they've slowly portrayed the character, but made a uh, you know tweaks, variations. It's not true to the comic book identity. How do you feel about that? Obviously, it ruffles they the feathers. Do that. Of, you know, nerd ass motherfuckers. But sometimes it does get a little ridiculous, maybe or what? Like such a what's an example? I heard Doctor Strange the. Uh, eternal one or whatever wasn't supposed to be a, a bald white female supposed to be some sort of you know chinese oh, chank right right female. so I, I did i did um i did read or see that the whole dr strange ancient one is a ancient one okay okay ancient it, one it, it, tell I me think about it, that they so they cast it um forgot her name but it's a woman woman yeah, played yeah. the part i think in the comics it was like an asian male whatever mm-hmm um and so i think the reports came out like marvel kevin feige kind of stepped back and said they regret casting like a white woman to do it when they could have put like a woman in there of you know being asian ethnicity minority status kamala Harris yeah yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so i think they just said like we, they thought they were being edgy i did by like just putting a woman in it but you yeah, go ahead i did like that um one of the reasons they did put that they said was a. Uh, Hell, they didn't want to go the other route and just stereotypically cast it, you know, just like an old ass Asian dude. So, I mean, hey, I give you props that way. You can't win them all. Some people are always gonna be pissed now. Huh? So, I think in the but uh, apparently Captain Marvel. I didn't know Captain Marvel was a dude. 
uh, based off a guy Marvel or some shit. But apparently, no, that, that's, yeah, that's uh, always been a chick in the comics. Yeah, see, man, then I'm reading some. Uh, they said uh, it was a Captain Marvel's based on a classic, iconic character in the comics, Mar Dash Vell, gender swapped. In the I film. think even. I think maybe the comics had swapped the, the gender before the movie did. Oh, they're smart. Yeah, they do that ahead of time, man, straight up. Just like I think DC like swapped out Cyborg for Martian Manhunter or some shit as a founding Justice League member years before the movies came out. Marvel do the same thing, plant them seeds now, you know, like the Iron Heart, right? The little little girl that's going to be the next Iron Man. I think that's going to be stupid. Shit like that. And that has nothing that's to do with I mean, like hey, women. It's just that, the storyline. This is the kind dumb. of shit, though, they're doing. You're going from Iron Man mm-hmm. or, and RDJ, Robert Downey, to like just. Yeah, it just like that. Hey, I'll read some quick for Phase Four, man. Marvel's uh, the Eternals movie sounds fucking badass, but apparently the founder Ajax is supposed to be a dude. It's gonna be Salma Hayek. I mean, I ain't complaining. We got Latina fat titties right there with big sandala hala areolas, but I mean that's supposed to be a dude, you know. So, um, Black Widow apparently has some people that were supposed to be different sexes. Ah, you know, people just complaining though. Falcon and Winter Soldier. So this isn't gender swapping. But apparently this guy – remember, this website, this dude's opinions, I I tend to agree with it. I think it's hilarious. But this dude says Falcon and Winter Soldier took away the glory of, like, real problems such as America giving the Captain America to Falcon instead of Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier was brainwashed. They said they could have been focusing on that, but instead they focused on the fact that uh they're hating on him because he's a black Captain America. I haven't seen that series. Have you? Yeah, I did. I thought it was done well. Um, it, it, was that a tone? Was that the tone oh, in there, or was this oh, yeah. guy tripping? Uh, okay, no, okay. it was definitely a tone. Um, there's a part... But it's a story that's popular that Marvel knows is going to sell. I mean, you can't hate it, on that, right? It's very timely, you know, just given all the... Mm-hmm. Current, current, yes, sir. Shit's going and around. that's good. Props for them. Yes, sir. I okay. thought it was good. Uh, I mean, and, and it's not untrue. I thought they did it pretty tastefully. Um, just not to, I guess, well, fuck it, spoiler alert. Uh, there's this whole idea oh, yeah, that, yeah. that... Tell me. There was um, this whole super soldier program that made Captain America. You find out in the whole series that there was another American soldier who was given the serum and it worked because they were trying to recreate the formula after Captain America like went disappearing and they got it. They they did it, and, but they did it to a black soldier. But his history and his story was like never told because he was black and he got you know Ooh, put in jail. Wow. He got put in like testing, and so the uh, the falcon that guy deep, huh? yeah Damn. so the falcon guy goes and sees him and you find out like there's another his name super is anthony soldier. mackie sir he's a well-respected actor yeah anthony mackie's character goes to uh <laughs> this guy's place and he just makes a big deal it's like you know uh they wouldn't want a black captain america and that that became a tone and at the end of it uh, anthony mackie's character the falcon picks up the the shield and he you know goes on like i'm okay being you know new era new me new america so um yeah that's definitely a tone but then uh, I so, tell you, like Thor, you know Thor, they're handing off Thor to um, Natalie Portman, who's I mean another bad bitch. I don't think they're handing it off to her. Screen. I think she's gonna be. It's uh, not gonna be her movie. It's still gonna you be. You just gotta think contractually. Like uh, Chris Hemsworth is gonna be done, right? Motherfucker already in so many movies. This is the fourth Thor movie. I don't re- think any movie's gotten four, dog. They no, all they stopped had, at three. So there, there's there's a couple reasons for that though. I One, think because they fucked up too. They they trying to push out too. That and he's Dark like, world was trash, huh? and he's young. Yeah, he's young enough to do it. Like everyone else was getting old, and I think. Um, All right. What's think? Captain okay. America over there, um, Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. I think he just was over. He was tired. He's like, I'm, I've did it. Because he's still young too. Yeah. He could he could still do more uh, movies if he wanted. But he he had said he, he was like do done. More Korean. He wanted to. Do I more think Korean uh, Chris Hemsworth was like, you want to keep paying me? I'll keep showing up. Whatever. 
And in his character, Thor's character is supposed to be this god that lives for thousands of years. So it plays into like what he does. And I think also he had a lot of fun with the Taika Waititi um, Ragnarok. So he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's do it for again. Sure. Um, Hell but, yeah, man. He, but they he turned said, that hoe around. So I, with Thor Ragnarok, I don't think they're going to make Natalie Portman like the new Thor or whatever. Maybe it would be interesting to see. Well, I know um, Tess. Oh, Tess is going to be in there. She a bad bitch, too. Um, Valkyrie, I do know, she's going to be looking for her bitch. They say she's going to be looking for her queen. Um, yeah, yeah. Asgard. I definitely think there's going to be the first like kind of gay, openly gay superhero with uh, um, her character, the Valkyrie. Yeah. So that's – and it's called Love um, – Thor, love, love, and love and thunder, or some shit. Love so it's yeah, it's gonna be cool about it's gonna be another fun title, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you're gonna have like this whole like uh, Lady Thor, Guy Thor thing. Then you have Valkyrie finding her mate or queen, or like you said, or whatever the fuck. So it's definitely gonna be. You a watch theme. Loki. You watch no. that Loki yet? Is it out? No, it's not even out yet. Two days ago, the first episode. I, I need to watch it too. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I gotta watch yeah. it. More yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So we'll watch it so we can talk about it next time. Yeah, that looks good. And they say that that one's gonna. Out of all the little, they Marvel said this series. one starts off fast, bro. Like, pretty much, we see a little bit to. of Endgame from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah it I mean, has I don't to. I want to spoil it, but hey, it's gonna be tight. Yeah, and uh, they, they. I also want to say, fuck James Harden. Um, he's out for game three. He was out for game two with a sore hamstring, but it looks like the Nets don't need him anyway. Um, with uh, you know, Arian Foster look alike. Uh, motherfucking thing, flat earther, Kyrie Irving, and um, <laughs> flat earther. Uh, addicted to Twitter, uh, multiple handles, uh, Kevin Durant. You know who the YouTube boys love. I mean, he's a beast, but yeah. Fuck James Harden, pulled pulled hamstring or some shit. Week one, they. Still I haven't followed me, basketball at all. Oh no, playoffs only time we follow it, baby. You already know. Yeah, it's going so fast. It's like baseball. It's like I feel like they just ended the season. Now they're like already back in playoffs. COVID. You know about baseball? What's going on? I don't. I ain't really fucking with them. I know Strohs are looking all right, right? No, I don't. I haven't been following shit. Like COVID has killed, almost like yeah. fucked up this the schedule so much where it's the like clock, huh? It, yeah, they had yeah, a freak- everyone paused for COVID and then they got back on track and then they. What about the, the fight? Season, you like, end up watching that Mayweather bullshit. You end up catching some highlights after. Uh, I saw a few, but like I think most people were saying like they were disappointed. But it's like, what were you expecting? Most of these fights it's are entertainment, just, bro. Yeah, it's just entertainment. Yeah. It's you know, YouTube reverse. Uh, yeah, we all knew Mayweather was gonna win. Uh, there is there was a funny clip on these things, man. There was a funny oh, yeah? clip though so. where Mayweather like knocked him out and like held up uh, Logan Paul, and it looked like he yeah, was, like, man. was trying to keep the fight going, but like for a second Logan Paul like blacked out and sleeping, bro. Was, yeah. yeah, Mayweather was holding him up. So but, he might not have been out for ten seconds, but yeah, he got his ass. I guess um, I was talking shit about it, but that night I ended up trying to find it. Um, saw the highlights like it was entertaining man um, I mean the fact that he was four classes above Mayweather he looked like a giant out there compared to Floyd Floyd 44 professional Logan Paul young 26 year old amateur uh, it was nice like the dynamics you know from both different ends of the world it was, I it was think exciting, as as like staged and as like um, fake as it was it was still cool I think Rogan had a, a really good statement on it just the fact like say what you want about it but you have Mayweather, who's smart enough to like, you know, the business side of it, these guys both made money. You got to respect him for that. Mm -hmm. But even then, Mayweather, at the tail end of his career, like, you know, I think he's even retired and come back to do these fights and shit. But he's long in the tooth, but he's still showing that he's he's an athlete of what he can do. He still has that fighter mentality and his his skill set has been diminished. And then you have Logan Paul, who's just like, you know, say what you want about him, the YouTube kid, but... You know, dude's like 24, 27, whatever the hell his age is, and 
got in there with like a world class fucking boxer, man. And like that's that's crazy. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, Once I mean, in a lifetime, even if yeah. he's like almost twice as big and shit, like it just props to him. Like as as shitty as he oh, is, man. like I don't like the guy. I don't like the videos he does. I'm not into that shit. Hey, but yeah, uh, hey, yeah, props to him though. The video got him connections like that to step in with a a world class undefeated boxer. Yeah, yeah. what is You're this right, shit man. like? That's... YouTubers are just like, I'm gonna be a fucking boxer now. Like it's happened a couple hey, of times man. now. Uh, but Amen. fucking hilarious and pretty cool either way they both made their money and hats off to them so that's all I could say yeah for sure I, I wouldn't sure. have fucking done it I wouldn't have gotten a ring with Mayweather fuck that guy hey if, if it's boxing or UFC I'd rather do boxing I'd rather have gloves on UFC is like you know it's like a little bite your know, ear or some shit well, they did yeah, it in boxing die in a but second. either way but um, yeah, man, that's all I got. I don't what anything else in the, what's happening in the world. We've been going no, no, fifty six minutes, it, almost an hour there. So I think that's the yeah, show. we good, man. Let's get out of here. I see a lot of people dying and shit, road rage bullshit. So I used to fuck around a lot road raging. So if anything, just spend one out there does that type of shit. Don't do it anymore. People are crazy. What are you talking about? Oh man, I saw a six year old kid got shot um by a motorcyclist. Because his mom the in the van had honked at the motorcyclist. Motherfucker came back, put two bullets in. Six-year-old kid got hit in the tummy. Said, Mommy, my tummy hurts. Yep, died at the so, hospital. Fuck. Oh, uh, just road rage type bullshit. Yeah, Houston's been having it all the time. I read uh, last year. Houston's yeah, dangerous fucking. Good places, too. Yeah, Sugar Land, man. Just I like, mean, everything's uh, falling to shit. You got, I mean, the homeless here in Austin, people are talking about, but crazy. Houston's fucking dangerous. Like, Houston yeah, is man. dangerous There's not shit. one thing to blame either, man. It's not like all the open carry or it's not just, you know, whatever, COVID after Mac, homeless people. It's everything, man. People just wild, man. Um, this is our I, version of, like, zombie-type apocalypse, people going crazy. Yeah, I remember one time when I was, like, 14, maybe 13, 14, 13, I flicked off a, a car full of Mexican dudes, and they followed us. And they got out of the car at a red light, start banging on like my brother's Jeep at the time. And it was like me, my cousin, Matt, my brother. They opened up the car to reach in for Matt and me. And my brother took off through the red light. Some other high school kids saw it in a big truck. Anyway, it was a fucking oh, crazy. So the shit. idea of flicking people off, I learned my lesson. Because I was just sitting at a red light. They were looking at me. They all start flicking me off. I flicked them off back. And then they got all, they took it as a reason to come beat my fucking ass. I'm like, you flicked me off. So yeah. anyway. Don't fuck people off. Just look the other way. People are crazy. You never know if they have a gun yeah. in their, the car or some shit. Yeah. And, um, if anything, give them that Joker smile and that laugh. Just I should have just blew him a kiss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Probably would have yeah, been yeah. worse. But all, all right, right, man. Brother. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. You're in the middle of a life change, going to Galveston, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll update you on that soon. We'll we'll get the we'll get the store to sponsor the show. Free sponsorships, you already baby. Know. Live, live, live cast out there. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, boy. Peace. Kiss your baby for me. Tiny ass girl, red thong, out on the dance floor, nipples popping. Yo, boy, ain't stopping.